Activist Radio is on the air. You've tuned into the Mark Harrington Show. Sponsored by Created Equal. Time is running out for our nation. I beg of you, you need to stand against the evil that's plaguing our nation. If you don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. Like, you kill a baby's fetus, the same thing as killing any old inanimate object. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders. people it's your movement now it's not your parents anymore the blood that is shed cries out to god from the ground for justice and now here's mark the bible says in proverbs 28 verse 17 that the man who is laden with the guilt of human blood is a fugitive unto death let no one support him. You're listening to your radio activist here on the Mark Harrington Show. And uh, you can find out more about our program by going to markharrington.org. We're also, uh, we have a podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, all those types of platforms, as well as YouTube. And you can pick us up live every Tuesday and Thursday at 11 a.m on my Facebook page at the Mark Harrington Show. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to be talking about whether a Christian can vote for Joe Biden with a clear conscience. That's what we're going to be talking about today. And my guest today is Randall Terry, and Randall's the founder of Operation Rescue. And Randall and I go way back, several decades, uh, Randall was used mightily by God to call me into this movement uh, in the 1990s. Uh, And uh, Randall's been touring uh, the United States, the key battlegrounds, that is, trying to convince Christian leaders uh, that uh, you cannot be a Christian and vote for Joe Biden with a clear conscience. Thanks for being on the show, Randall. Mark, thank you for having me. And it is such a joy. I I have... I have no way to express. I, I I literally started to cry when your show opened up because I thought, think of the years, 30 years plus, plus 20, 25 yep. years at least where yep. God has been using you. And I remember distinctly the night that you and I first met watching you across the room, pace back and forth like a caged animal. <laughs> God was working in your heart. And then- Amen coming out to the leadership seminar where we had all those men there and people laying hands on you. It was, it was something and it's, and through you and and the grace of God working through you and you saying yes to the Lord, you have borne amazing fruit, amazing fruit, fruit that remains. So God bless you, brother. Well, I appreciate it, Randall. And, uh, you know, I often say that God, you know, he can use, he he can have, have the uh, stones cry out, you know, he can use a lot of people, but, um, he certainly used you during that time and still today to call people into this battle. And so we, we appreciate you. And uh, what I want to talk about, Randall, is this tour that you've been on, um, this, uh, this tour to try to convince Christian leaders not to vote for Biden. You came through Ohio in July, and uh, we hosted you here in Columbus. Uh, let's talk about this. Why did you start... Um, I mean, why this campaign? Why now? 
Well, the data shows that about a third of evangelicals voted for Obama and Hillary, and roughly half of Catholics, depending on what statistic you read, as many as 55% of Catholics voted for Obama and Hillary. And, and this shows a level of, of deception and treachery that is mind-boggling. The, the scriptures, I, I, I want to make this clear to people. If, if, if I know that somebody is going to do something evil and I help them, I share in the evil. I am an accessory to whatever it is that they did. So if somebody says to me, hey, I need a ride in your car and I'm going to go rob the bank and shoot the teller, would you please give me a ride? And I do it. I am an accessory to robbery and murder. And the, the, what we're saying to pastors is, well, their the, the pastors are saying, that's only one issue. Or the voters are saying, that's only right. one issue. So my response is, that's true. So if a man says, give me a ride in your car, and I need to go to get groceries for my family, and my neighbor is sick, and I need to go to the drugstore and get medicine for my neighbor, and then I need to go to the bank and I need to rob the teller and shoot the teller. And you say, hey, I don't believe in that robbing and shooting thing. I believe in helping you with food and with medicine. So I'm going to give you a ride. But remember, I don't believe in that other thing you're doing. And he says, oh, sure, that's fine. We can disagree on some of the aspects of my trip. And then I take them. They get the medicine. They get the food. They, get, they rob the bank. They shoot the teller and then they're arrested, I'm still an accessory. And I can't go to a judge and say, well, I didn't believe in the bank robbing part. I told him I didn't believe in it. I didn't even take any of the money. I, I believed in the groceries part and I believed in the medicine part. It, you can see how ludicrous it is. Right. And so You're listening. Christians are saying, well, child killing or abortion is just one issue. My response to them is, okay, take the word abortion out and put in the word slavery mm -hmm. or put in the word killing Jews. Right. So you've got a candidate that you agree with on everything, except he just wants to open up the concentration camps and kill Jews again. Or he just wants to start slavery again. You believe what he believes on every other issue except that one issue of slavery, and you don't agree with him. But he believes that we should re-implement American slavery. Does that one issue disqualify him? And if the answer is, well, yes, of course it does. Well, killing babies is far worse than owning a slave. So I'm trying to, I got to be careful of my language. I got to remember we're on terrestrial radio. I'm trying to <laughs> slap Christians silly so that they... <laughs> So that they wake up. They're trying to create a crisis of conscience. Right. So that they say, oh my God, he's right. I can't vote for Biden because Biden is a baby killer. Biden promised that he would use our tax money to kill babies. Therefore, I cannot vote for him ethically. You're listening to the Radio Actives here on the Mark Harrington Show. You can check out Randall's website at randallterry.com. Randall's the founder of Operation Rescue. 
which was the largest biblical obedience movement in America. I, I don't use civil disobedience very often because actually, in many respects, it wasn't. Where thousands upon thousands of Christians blocked the doors of abortion clinics during the 1980s and early 90s. And that's how I got called into the movement by meeting Randall in, uh, I think it was 1992. So we've got him on the program because we're, we're trying to answer this question. Can a Christian vote for Joe Biden with a clear conscience? Randall, uh, you know, you see guys like John Kasich, which I'm going to, I'm going to uh, kind of take apart uh, a little interview that he had on The View the other day, uh, defending Joe Biden because it's a matter of conscience, he says. You know, as a Christian, a man of faith, uh, John Kasich says he, he's switching parties for this election. He's going to vote for uh, Joe Biden. He spoke at the Democrat National Convention. And we see this across the board. Evangelicals and Christians are, and Catholics and others Basically saying, you know, I understand where he's at on abortion. I don't agree with him, as you say. But all these other things, you know, Trump's tweets, his history, you know, he's a nasty guy. He has, he has a bad past, and, and I just can't get past that. He's dividing America. Uh, how do you respond to that? Because we hear it all the time. We hear it every election cycle that somehow the issue of child killing you know, is on kind of an even playing field, like, you know, capital gains or something. John Kasich is a twisted man, and he's an evil man. I, I've, I've done a lot in history, and when Neville Chamberlain met with Hitler, Neville Chamberlain said, I felt that I was looking at a man that I could trust. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Excuse> me. <clears throat> when... The U.S. ambassador to Russia met with Joseph Stalin. He said, when you looked in his face and you saw his big brown eyes, you felt like if you were a small child, you could crawl into his lap and feel safe. So the fact that your former governor is smooth talking and has a smile and he's got a nice suit and he's articulate and he's convincing means nothing. Nothing. It's the policies that matter. The presidency is not about anything but policy. So mm -hmm. let's assume right. for just a minute that Trump, President Trump is boorish, that he is overly aggressive, that he's rude. I grew up in New York State. I have a New York speed culture. I have a sense of humor. I, I'm sure that my upbringing helped me with Operation Rescue and to be aggressive in our tactics. So what President Trump does on that level doesn't particularly bother me. Now I've got he doesn't act he doesn't act like a Christian Randall. I mean he's you know like you say he's kind of <laughs> unkind know. sometimes his tweets are a little bit over the top. I just can't get past that. It's supposed to be well, kind. It's supposed to be nice. Yeah. You want people want him to be nicer than Jesus. Listen, Jesus chased people with a whip and threw their tables around. And he looked mm -hmm. at people and said, you brood of vipers, you're full of dead men's bones and all manner of filth and uncleanness. So he, you know, yes, President Trump is a flawed man. President Trump is a sinner, like all of us are sinners. That is not the point of the presidency. The point mm -hmm. of the presidency is policy. 
period. So President Trump has made good on his promise to put pro-life judges on the Supreme Court. He defunded Planned Parenthood. First president to do it. He has protected our Second Amendment. He has moved the capital of, or rather the embassy in America from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. He has cut better deals with China. He got us out of NAFTA. He got us out of the Paris mm -hmm. Climate Accords. He's mm -hmm. not taking crap from Iran. I mean, he's protecting, he's doing his best to build a wall and protect our southern border. The things that he campaigned on, he is doing. And right. what, would, what would Kasich have done? I mean, this is this is personal. When you when Kasich you look, has just butt hurt. I mean, he's yes. he's just butt hurt from the from the debates uh, four years ago where he got shown up by President Trump. He took a butt whooping from President Trump, and he's never gotten over it. He's yeah, like like a, a many of them, like Romney and others. They yeah. just can't seem to get over that personal thing. Uh, Randall, the, you've got on your website, by the way, folks, go to randallterry.com. And folks, if you have a question, comment, you can make it on my Facebook page, uh, The Mark Harrington Show. You can ask a question to Randall, make a comment. Randall, you have this uh, this this flyer, this uh, brochure that you hand out. And I'm holding this up right now for oh, yeah. everyone to see. And uh, I think it makes a whole lot of sense. It basically says this, and Mr. Producer, you know what you pop that up, this uh, this flyer that Frandel put together. If you could vote for Pharaoh, the, the question on the front of it says, can a Christian vote for Joe Biden with a clear conscience? Which, you know, it's a good question, right? That's the one we want to answer. It's important that we vote. We vote our conscience as Christians. That's important. That's what we do uh, as good stewards. And inside it, it basically says this. If you could vote for Pharaoh, you, you could vote for Joe Biden if you could vote for Vera, Pharaoh after he murdered babies in Egypt. You could vote for Joe Biden if you could vote for Manasseh after he murdered babies in Jerusalem. You could vote for Joe Biden with a clear conscience if you could vote for Herod after he murdered babies in Bethlehem. Then perhaps you could vote for Joe Biden. I think it makes the point succinctly. Uh, <laughs> that you put abortion on one side of the scale, right? And all the other issues, let's say that Joe Biden's right on all the rest of them issues that matter, which I don't think he is, but let's just say for the argument's sake, he's right on all these things, but he's wrong on abortion. Can you vote for him? I mean, he's got right, it right on all the rest. Mark, on this last trip, you got to my 18-year-old, Randy. Alan Terry II, he preached his first sermon when we were mm -hmm. on the road in a Baptist church at Pastor Ernie's church. And Randy startled me. <laughs> I did not see this coming. So he's up there. It's in the blood. 18 years old. <laughs> and he's, he's, he says, okay, look, let's say there's a candidate that you know, that you agree with on every single issue. But, and he lifts up his hand like he's got a baby in his hand and he says, I'm just going to stab this one baby. Mm. Wow. What a visual. Him. Right. And then he says, would you give me a knife and help me to stab this baby? <laughs> I wow. thought the, the air Good. was going to leave the room. So people theologically understand that murder is the worst crime.
If anyone tells you that all sins are equal, they're a fool. And just ask their wife if that's true. So if a guy steals a pack of gum, his wife will say, what are you out of your mind? If his wife, if a man goes to hookers or is committing adultery, how do you think the wife's going to react? So don't tell me that all sins are equal. There is a hierarchy of evil. Mm-hmm. That's why we have different punishments for different. Right. Wait, wait. Jesus said, wait to your portions of the law. There's way to your portion. Yep. So murder is the worst crime, the worst sin that is committed on the planet between people. There's nothing worse. It takes the life of the image bearer of God. Yeah. And when, when Noah and his sons got off the ark, the only negative thing that God said to them was, no one shall shed another man's blood. And if he sheds, if someone sheds another man's blood by man, his blood shall be shed for the, for in the image of God made he man. God demanded the death sentence for murder. And it's the only negative thing that God talked about when Noah got off. That's it. So Mm -hmm. people just, I, 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 again, here, here's the thing, Randall. People don't think abortion's murder, though, right? I mean, that's the whole point of what you're doing. What we do is trying to convince well, people that the unborn are human, that abortion's an act of violence that kills that baby. That's why we use the victim photography and video. You do as well. Uh, that's why you do uh, some of the street the theater events and such, just to dramatize the reality that abortion kills a human being. Guys, people that say that abortion is, you know, on par with all these other issues, they just don't really, in my view, many of them, some of them, some of them understand, understand exactly what they're doing, but they just don't understand how abortion's as bad as it is. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I well, maybe. That, yeah. I think that we live alongside an evil for so long that we get callous. It's, it's true. I think that there are people that were in Germany who knew that there were Jews being killed and they just well, let's got, say Joe Biden knows exactly what abortion is, right? I believe he does. I believe he's got, I mean, how can he not? I believe, I believe he has demons with him. I believe his conscience is so seared that he has d- deluded himself into thinking either demonic, Romans chapter one, where someone over to the darkness of their own mind. You know, God knows at the end of the day, and it'll all come out on the day of judgment. But the issue is this election. This mm-hmm. election is what matters. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a step further, Mark, if I may. There's people in this and listening to your radio and watching your podcast who do not have the courage to alienate someone. And now, sir, right. Matt, you know, you know I'm talking to you. You know... Mark and I are saying is true, but you repeat it. You say it to your extended family, to your neighbors, to your coworkers, to strangers. Will you participate in an event or use your circle of influence, your sphere, your voice, your words to jar people's consciences? Mm-hmm. There's a passage in a says among the vigorous we are the dead own mournfully like doves we grope along the wall like the blind among the vigorous we are like the dead there's another passage in isaiah i believe it's chapter 56 where it says my watchmen 
on the walls are blind. They are mm -hmm. like dogs who do not bark. They love to sleep. They love to slumber. God has called us to be watching on the wall. Just right. warning. Good is a blind watchman. What good is a, is a guard dog who doesn't bark? So right, and that's why you're calling leaders I'm, to stand up. I'm challenging your listeners, your viewers. Ohio is a critical state. If President Trump doesn't win Ohio, he could be in big trouble. You've got oh, to no be doubt. part of the equation. You have to be, you have to have a tone in your voice, a shrillness, an urgency that is equal to what is at stake in this election and the murder, the crime of murder. There's a lot of people no. saying, oh, well, he, you know, he doesn't have a nice tone. His tone is too shrill. He alienates people. They are killing babies. If your life was about to be snuffed right. out, what kind of tone would you have? Or what kind yeah. of tone would you want me and Mark to have? Right. You're listening to Radioactives here on the Mark Harrington Show. Go to markharrington.org. You can pick us up on Facebook at the Mark Harrington Show. Also, you can check out Randall's website at randallterry.com. Uh, Mr. Producer, if you would put up the tour uh, that Randall's been uh, part of here since July. You know, I'd like to but go ahead and click on that view all tour dates. The big thing I want to invite people to is we are going to Delaware. Right. On the first, second, and third. Those are ground zero for the uh, well, you know, now that Biden's out of his basement, maybe not so much, but uh, ground zero for the abortion wars. Really? Yes. We are going to Biden's home and to and to Delaware on October 1st, 3rd. So we're going to rally in a park, preaching and music. And then we're going to all go to Biden's home outside his home. Obviously, we're not going to his house. And right. then on the 4th, which is a Sunday. We are going to go to his church. So I'm inviting. He probably doesn't attend, but he well he goes pretty regularly, which is disgusting. Does he really? Yeah, it's disgusting. So we are going to, and I apologize. My website that looks like there's something wrong on the on the upcoming dates. It should show October one, two, three, and four. I don't think it does, but anyway. All right. So but th those are the big big dates coming up. Yes, October 1, 2, 3, and 4 in Wilmington. Go back to my website. Okay. I'll have it updated. But we're, we've got speakers coming from all over the country. We've got activists joining us, some for one day, some for three days. But I'm asking you, come and be on the ground with us to raise up your voice. And we're going to try and get some media dates. And we're going to try and get some... I'm sorry, get some media coverage and try and, and get tons and tons of, of uh, what do you call Facebook? It's social media coverage so right. that we can influence Christian voters, whether they're evangelical, whatever, mainline denomination, to influence them to not vote for Biden. I don't even care if they vote for Trump. I mean, I would rather right. they voted for Trump. That's not true. I'd rather they voted for Trump. But even if they just don't vote for Biden, if we can. Yeah, we are into suppressing the Biden vote. <laughs> That's what we are. Voters this is what it's about. 
Yeah, we're for voter suppression when it comes to Biden. Yes. Just legal legal ways of doing it. <laughs> yes. All right. So those listening by radio and podcast, we've got it fixed. RandallTerry.com. You can see yeah. our motor coach, Mark, thank you your help and, and my getting that. We've got a 45-foot that the Stop Biden Express, it's got words on it that are jobs. It's got a picture of an unborn baby back on either side. It's got Biden and, and Harris looking at two abortions and over their faces, baby killers. And then it says a vote for them is a vote for murder. So this thing gets a lot of attention when we go places. And yeah. we've gotten a decent bit of media coverage. Not as much as I want, but we've also gotten a lot, a lot, a lot of social media. And evidently that's now the thing. So. It is the thing. Well, I mean, it can be the thing. I mean, it's the alternative now that, uh, you know, the mainstream or the fake news isn't going to cover uh, pro-life stuff anyway. So, Randall, we got about a minute here. If you want to wrap it up, folks, first of all, make sure you go if you can. If Even if you're, you know, within a day's driving distance, yeah. go to Wilmington, Delaware. October 1, 2, 3, and 4. Is that right? Four, four days, Randall? Yes. 1, 2, and 3. Okay. We have a park that we're going to have a rally. Then we go to his house. And then fourth, we go to his church. And okay. it's St. Joseph on the Brandywine. People remember this. Jesus said, what you do to my little brothers and sisters, you do to me. So if you ignore the babies, you are ignoring Jesus. If you vote for the baby killers, it's like voting for the people who would kill Jesus. Remember that. Thanks for having me, Mark. All right. My guests have been Randall Terry, a founder of Operation Rescue. You can go to randallterry.com and find out more. And folks, I'm, I'm exhorting you. This is an essential election to, to, to get this right and to be calling on leaders, Christian leaders, Catholic and evangelical, to stand up against Joe Biden and um, to call out leaders who would, who would uh, not speak against him. So you can go to Wilmington, Delaware, be part of Randall's event there, October 1, 2, 3, and 4. Randall, thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Amen. All right, folks, we're going to switch gears here. I want to take apart this uh, this video of uh, John Kasich. I know uh, John Kasich, the favorite son of Ohioans, or at least used to be when he was governor here, and I think he was a decent governor. But now he's become the chief surrogate of uh, one of the chief surrogates of uh, Joe Biden. Uh, John Kasich, uh, who, you know, was a conservative at one time, I, I would call him a conservative Republican. And now, uh, really, he's not even a rhino. He's not even a Republican in name only. He's gone all the way over to the dark side here um, when it comes to his political views. And he was on The View. And Mr. Producer, if you could uh, cue that up. I don't want to spend too much time on the guy, but uh, John Kasich, I, you know, I can't figure the guy out. Otherwise, you know, he was a conservative. He was part of the budget committee, House Budget Committee in the 1990s, helped balance the budget under Bill Clinton. Uh, you know, he had a talk show on uh, on Fox for a while, Fox News, conservative guy, conservative governor until the last the last two years in Ohio. He unfortunately vetoed the heartbeat bill which is the most pro-life bill that's come to the Ohio legislature in a very long time. Uh, now we have the Life of Conception Act that we're trying to get passed that would ban all abortions. 
But um, he came on The View, and so I wanted to do this because, really, this, this addresses some of the things that Randall was talking about as well. And if you want to comment on uh, the video, you can also go to my Facebook page at uh, The Mark Harrington Show, make a comment, or have a question. So go ahead and play this first clip. This is John Kasich on The View. My favorite convert, John Kasich. <laughs> Hi, Joy. I love the view. You know, I love the view. And you too. Uh, Why don't you stop okay, there? Favorite you. convert. Well, what's that tell you? Joy Behar thinks he's a convert. Uh, he's not a Republican anymore. He's a Democrat. You know, the, the, the old saying says, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Uh, Jesus says you'll know them by their fruit. She sees him as a convert and favorite convert. John Kasich's a liberal. Go ahead, play. Go ahead and play the next clip. So, so, um, Governor, you are a lifelong Republican, and therefore you shocked a lot of people when Not you anymore. decided to speak at the national, uh, the Democratic National Convention a few uh, weeks ago. Why? Why did you want to do that? Tell us what's going on with you. It's a matter of conscience. And I know, Joy, the many times I've been on the show, I've, I've said that this fighting, this infighting, this division is just not acceptable in our country. And the Republican Party, by the way, has always been my vehicle. It's never been my master. Go ahead and stop it there. So there's no. So he says it's a matter of conscience. What is the issue here, John? Uh, a matter of conscience? First of all, he, he talks about the Republican Party and how it's been taken over by Donald Trump and how it's divisive. And he says he's, he's not loyal to the Republican Party. Well, here's the thing. The Republican Party has principles. It has a platform. John Kasich is no longer loyal to the party platform, let alone Republicans. I don't care about parties, folks. But in the Republican platform, it has and has for many, many years the uh, prohibition against abortion. That is that they want to reverse Roe v. Wade and outlaw abortion altogether. Uh, John Kasich is more uh, concerned about division, so-called, in America, and he thinks Trump is the originator of that, than he is the wholesale slaughter of unborn children. Uh, a conservative Republican and a man of faith, uh, he calls himself. So uh, go ahead and play the next clip prize here. It's not like I'm in a new swim lane. I spent a lot of time negotiating, for example, the balanced budget with Democrats uh, and Bill Clinton and got that done and helped our country. This is a time when I believe we need, the division's got to stop. I mean, you guys are just covering the, the booing at a football game. I mean, we can't have this okay, going stop on it there. anymore. And I you know, division needs to stop. The division needs to stop, he says. I, let me just say this. America's been divided for more than a almost a generation, at least a couple of decades. This, this uh, hyper-partisanship uh, that has been uh, taking over America and Washington, D.C. and across the country didn't start with Donald Trump. It didn't start with Donald Trump, won't end with Donald Trump. It started well before Donald Trump, started in the 2000s, probably. And uh, I think it reached a fever pitch during Barack Obama's presidency. So Donald Trump is not the originator. He's not the source of the division. Now, Donald Trump is a different kind of politician in that he's unwilling to play the game. He'll call people out. He says what's on his mind. 
And so maybe these people that were in the closet before are coming out, but the division was already there. And he talks about the booing at a football game. The booing at a football game is not because of the division, because of Donald Trump, not because of his divisive politics, that they're booing football players. They're booing football players because the NFL is anti-American. They're taking a knee during the anthem, the national anthem. That's why people who pay a lot of money to go watch football games and pay $10 for a hot dog are booing the players. It's not about Donald Trump. It's because of the actions of the far left who now have taken over entertainment, uh, pro sports, and many, many other institutions. So, uh, John, you're just wrong on this. Go ahead and continue on in this clip. And I believe that Joe Biden has the right. kind of temperament to bring people to the table. He's not a my way or like the highway asleep. kind of guy. And, uh, you know, I don't agree with him on everything, but the matter is let's get people together, sit around a table and figure out some of our big problems. Yeah. All right, stop it there. So here we go. My way or the highway. You know what? Sometimes it takes a leader like that. Most leaders, great leaders in world history were my way or the highway types of people, especially in times of great crisis. Uh, those are what that that is leadership. Leadership is not just getting people together and solving things by committee. That is not leadership. Uh, the great leaders historically have led in taking unpopular views, uh, uh, divisive views in many respects. If you look at Winston Churchill at the climax of what you know was important during the World, World War II. He led the, the country of Britain into war, despite the fact that popular opinion was against him on that. Ronald Reagan called Russia the evil empire and took them on and brought down the Soviet Union. That wasn't popular at the time. Now we look back and, uh, you know, we, we consider these men icons as we should but at the time they were very unpopular and i think we're going to look back at donald trump and he will be one of the the strongest american presidents in history because he's standing up for many of the things that america uh believes in so um let's let's uh let's move on to the next clip this is um this is uh john Kasich on the view and he talks about uh, the how he left the state of Ohio. Go ahead and play that clip. I've been a Republican all my life and a conservative, uh, but you know, I'm a little different. Out here in Ohio, we balance budgets. I left $3 billion for the guy that came after me in our rainy day fund, but I also expanded Medicaid so that 600, 700,000 people could ahead, have access stop it to there. He says he, the guy that he left, he left uh, a surplus for the, for the guy who came after me. I mean, he can't even pronounce his name. It's Governor Mike DeWine. Why is that? Could it be that Mike DeWine at least uh, is more conservative than John Kasich? Is Mike DeWine on the, you know, on the, on the bad side of John Kasich? I don't know. The guy that came after me? Uh, John Kasich's not a Republican. John Kasich's not a conservative. John Kasich is a liberal. All right, next clip. He talks about the life issue. I hate this phrase. Go ahead and play that clip. 
Looking forward to having you on to ask this question because uh, you, you Megan, know my family. Uh, I was raised Megan with a certain McCain. set of values and principles, and I was raised conservative. I've only gotten more conservative as I've gotten older. I'm almost nine months pregnant, and I feel like the stakes are incredibly high. I hate President yeah. Trump. I think everyone knows that, but she there are some policies him. on the left, specifically with Something Senator, uh, excuse me, with Senator Kamala Harris right now, having to do with abortion. She co-sponsored a bill opposing any limits at all when you can get an abortion, and it's a big break from Joe Biden's past positions. And the Biden-Harris campaign is also running on taxpayer funding for abortions. I was surprised at this, yeah. including those after 20 weeks. You're pro-life, I know that. And you were pro-life when you were in politics, as am I. It's a big, Not big really. part of who I am and my platform. And I don't think taxpayers should be funding abortions for women who are as pregnant as I am right now. So how would you push back against a voter like me who's concerned about things like this in a possible Biden-Kamala administration? Yeah, I, I agree with your position on the life issue, Megan. But look, life issue. Uh, again, Stop I'm not a person. First of all, I. I hate this term life issue, life issue. It's not the life issue. First of all, it's abortion. It's the shedding of innocent blood. It's dismembering, decapitating and disemboweling a human being in her in her mother's womb, John. It's not the life issue. It's just not, it's not an issue to debate. Murder isn't an issue that we should be debating, folks. Unfortunately, we have to debate it because people are doing it, but it's not the life issue. It's not just one of many issues as we talked about with Randall Terry. Uh, it's not just one. It is the preeminent uh, problem facing the United States and the world, for that matter. Uh, so it's not an issue to be debated. Uh, continue on. I disagree with with Joe Biden in a number of areas. I don't like you know some of what he's talking about in terms of capital gains taxes. I but Stop. the issues here. Capital gains is on the same level as abortion. Think about that. Uh, John Kasich's not a conservative Republican. John Kasich is is a liberal. He's turned left. He can say he's still a conservative. He can say he's still a Republican, but he's not. Um, that That is for sure. He is putting the shedding of innocent blood on the same level as taxes. All right, go ahead and continue on. Here are dwarfed, in my opinion, by the fact that he's a person that can pull us together. So do I think. Stop it. So John, so Joe Biden can pull us together, really. And you have abortion on the other one side and on this side, according to John Kasich, that Joe Biden can bring unity. He can solve the division in America. And he's saying that this, the issue of division rises to the level of the killing of unborn babies, 2,600 a day, uh, 48 million, 50 million since 1973. Uh, those are not equal issues, folks. They are just not. Um, and he says that they are dwarfed, that the abortion issue is dwarfed. Um, well, I can tell you this. Unity at the expense of truth is not an answer to America's problems. What John Kasich wants Christians to do, evangelicals, Catholics, uh, what he wants us to do 
And what the Democrat Party, Joe Biden and his faith initiative is calling for Christians like you and I to do is to lay down our arms, lay down our ideological arms, our philosophical arms and our biblical arms and just step out of the battle and allow the left to take over. Yeah, we'll have unity because we'll just leave the battlefield. That's what you want, John. Well, I can tell you this, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Unity at the expense of truth is not unity. It's not biblical unity. Uh, there is going to be a winner and a loser in this. Uh, either America's going to win or it's going to lose. And it's going to win with the principles that made it great. Uh, and those principles are not the ones that John Kasich and Joe Biden are espousing right now. And if um, Christians are just going to lay down their uh, ideological weapons and the rhetorical uh, uh, weapons and not debate this, I can tell you that isn't going to solve the division in America. It's just not. All right. Play this last clip, if you would, Mr. Producer. Except, by the way, uh, I would encourage people to look at what I wrote on USA Today about the power of faith. Franklin Roosevelt, Link, uh, Lincoln himself, called on the power of God to help the American people to overcome crises. That is part of how we're going to overcome this division. Stop the it right there. The power of faith. I can tell you this. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 17 says basically that God doesn't answer the prayers of those who have blood on their hands. And uh, if America is calling out leaders like John Kasich to God, I'm telling you what, he isn't listening. He isn't listening to him. Because John Kasich supports the shedding of innocent blood. He can say he's pro-life, but he's not. Pro-lifers don't uh, minimize the shedding of innocent blood. They don't minimize abortion killing at the expense of all these other issues. It just doesn't add up on the scales of justice, folks. Um, so John Kasich's wrong on this. Now, calling on God, yes, in repentance for what we have done. Yes, God will respond to that. All right, finish up this clip from our creator animating individuals to wake up to what's happening in this country well yeah, john so I'm let's, glad let's stop it there so mr producer if you would wake up to what's going on in this country let's go ahead and put up that picture of the aborted baby if you would now i want everybody to take a look at this i know it's hard to hard to look at um this is a 15-week aborted baby uh, decapitated, disemboweled at 15 weeks. John Kasich's right about one thing. We need to wake up, but not wake up to the division that has been brought about by, you know, decades of partisanship in, in, in Washington. We are divided over some really important things right now and the most important thing we're divided on uh, as a as a country is that right there the shedding of innocent blood the killing of unborn babies and until we solve that problem i can tell you this god will not bless america we are not going to solve the problems that john Kasich seems to be so concerned about and joe biden is not the savior he's not going to bring about these changes as long as they the democrat party supports the killing of unborn babies is just not. Uh, and so until we wake up to this, to the killing of unborn babies, until we make it the preeminent issue may, uh, facing America, 
and we solve it, none of the other issues that John Kasich, Joe Biden care about are going to be solved and we're going to continue to have division in America. And one side's going to win. Either we're going to win on the Christian side and the pro-life side and the those who believe in the founding principles of America or the Marxists, the liberals, the leftists, they're going to win. And so division isn't necessarily a bad thing. In fact, it's necessary in order to separate people from the middle, right? In fact, that's we do that on purpose. People just sitting in the middle that'll just try to go along to get along with both sides are not part of the solution. We need to pe- we need people to come out of the middle and pick sides, one side or the other. Jesus said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. And if you're neither, I will spit you out of my mouth. Apathy is the problem, not division. Division can be solved by following the truth and coming to consensus about what is right and what is wrong. And that's what we need to be doing. So you've been listening to your radio activists here on the Mark Harrington Show, folks. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube. You can also check us out on Facebook, on my Facebook page. Uh, at the Mark Harrington Show. Uh, Also on Thursdays, we are broadcast uh, on, uh, well, on Saturdays, we are broadcast on Salem Radio here in Columbus at WRFD 880 AM. And Cincinnati, we are broadcast at WCVX 1160 AM at 10 AM on Saturday. So you can pick that up over the air in the state of Ohio. So we'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil Evil. plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. Createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.